This is episode 146 of the Two Ball Brothers and a Microphone podcast, where we talk about the people, process, and technology to work together better inside enterprises. This episode was recorded on December 15th, 2017. In this episode, I talk with Tommy about a book that I'm reading called The Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney, Sean Covey, and Jim Hewling. In this episode, we discuss a summary of the rest of the book and how to apply the book to our planning for 2018 at Three Will. Enjoy the episode, and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Two Ball Brothers and a Microphone podcast. I am sitting here across the room from Tommy Ryan. Yes. Keep Why? Your because, <laughs> because I'm getting over something. You'll probably hear it in my voice, but uh, in the hopefully on the latter stages of the crud um, that's been going around, and you've already had it. So. I have. And I don't want to share it with you right before you head off to Hawaii. Ooh. So I will get in trouble with a certain lady. Um, she will be very upset with me, so keep your distance over there, and I'll try to keep mine. Um, Plenty of Purell after this one. <laughs> yeah, you have to go take a shower in Purell. Um, so last time we talked about uh, the four disciplines of execution, and we, I think I got a little bit into the weeds, because we were going through the first part of it and talking about what the four disciplines were. And um, so just to, if, for folks who are listening to this and maybe have not heard the other one, the four disciplines of execution are from the good folks over at Franklin Covey. So, you know, it's got to be good. Um, it's based, uh, basically, it's applying a lot of the concepts um, from Covey into the business world and specifically around executing in the business world. And the four disciplines are the first one is to focus on the wildly important. The second is to act on lead measures. The third is to keep a compelling scorecard. And the fourth is to create a cadence of accountability. And um, so last time we were sort of walking through what each one of these things, um, what they were and starting to talk about what I like doing in these podcasts, because anybody can read the book, is sort of like, how do we apply this to what we're doing at Three Will? How does this apply to a small company? And uh, we're getting to the latter part of the year. This is probably the last podcast for the year, I'm assuming. And so we are part of, we're doing our annual planning for the upcoming year. And this is the book that I've uh, asked for other people at least to take a look at as we focus in on this next upcoming year. And so um, looking at that, we've, the first discipline is focus on the wildly important. And with that is, you know, you focus in on no more than two of these at a time. Um, this sort of rolls up where the overall company has a, what, what's called a WIG, a wildly important goal. And so people, different departments roll up into that upper level one. Uh, senior level uh, leaders can veto, but they don't dictate what it is. And all WIGs must have a finish line in the form of X to Y by when so it's like a smart goal so you've got things mm -hmm. well defined and then um discipline two we were going through act on lead measures the lead measures versus lag measures lag measures are 
sort of what shows up um, as a result. Uh, and so those are things like revenue, a lot of the things that are typically on a scorecard are, are lag measures. And then the lead measures are the things that you can do, the t things that the team can do that would have an influence. And that's the tricky part is trying to decide what are the things that the team could do that would have an influence on the lag measure. And the wigs are written as, as um, are, are, are written as um, lag measures, but you want to be focusing in on what those lead measures are that the team can do. The compelling scorecard. Uh, this is getting what we're doing. You know, basically, teams like to win, um, and they like to know what the score is. And so, getting this up in front of the entire group so that everyone can see. Um, when I think of this, I think of, uh, for us, it's the utilization goals. I mean, that's that's probably the obvious one that drives Right, out. we have the company health metrics, and too. Company health metrics. An, another one that kind of shows the pipeline. And what's it, for folks who don't know, what's in the company health metrics? So we look at the total opportunity pipeline, Uh huh. Um, what's been closed for the month, mm -hmm. our delivery backlog, Okay. and then the utilization. So all those things kind of lead into the next thing. They're lead measures to a lag measure. Uh -huh. um, so the number of opportunities will influence how many will can, can be closed. And from what's closed influences our backlog. And then that feeds into, you know, our utilization, mm -hmm. which is the key, I guess, lag measure within mm -hmm. the organization is are we hitting that utilization goal? And are we doing the right things that help us get to the point where delivery has that backlog mm -hmm. to work down? So what's interesting is, is that you looked at, and we, it was neat having the conversation with John about some of the things about how this was implemented in different organizations as he's worked in. Um, and as we look at this, it's sort of like uh, a lot of, one number one is a lot of the stuff we're already doing, and they're actually say it's kind of, if you're already successful, that makes it more difficult to implement yeah. this because it's sort of like, why even? Why do we even need to talk about this? Um, but there, uh, with that, it's thinking of um, it's 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 applying some thought to okay, if uh, really what we're, our wig is around utilization, what is it that delivery can do? What is it on a day-to-day -day basis that they can do that we can measure that they can have an impact that would have the most impact on utilization? So what is that? And that's and it's not so, it's something the team talks about. The team you know team works through the that and and talks through the different things that they can do. And this and this sort of gets into the whole. Well, we're gonna look. We think it's this, and you go after this, and it may or may not be that. But then you you iterate on it. Then you find the thing, and then it becomes really trying to get to the point where it becomes a habit, and then you move on to the next wig that you're going after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. It's all, it's all about a process. And then um, creating a cadence of accountability. I think of this as the, this is for us is the monthly company meeting right? Uh, where you're showing the health metrics, you're showing all of that information to everyone. Yeah, and weekly we end up posting the utilization results mm -hmm. so yep. that that's measured weekly. Yep. And they, I mean, they, the part of this is the cadence. They're typically suggesting you do this once a week. Um, so it's interesting that they're saying that, but, um, and if you think about our company health metric, uh -huh. um, we're getting into that detail 
on a weekly basis with a smaller group in our pipeline meeting. So we are looking absolutely at right. total yep. pipeline, what's closed, and what's the delivery backlog look like. Yep, yep, yep. So it's great because, I mean, I, it was funny because the talking with John, I was like, you know, with this, like, I, it, from a sales standpoint, or if we focus just on sales, it's like, okay, we need more great opportunity. You know, you know we need more larger opportunities. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. That's, yes, we do. Yeah. Okay, so what is it that we need to do? And we had a little conversation about that. What is it that we need would, would lead towards more of that? Well, if I had more one-to-one appointments with people. Yeah. So you can so you can set up an appointment for next week where you meet on site with someone. And and so I said, yeah, that might that might be the thing that we measure that leads towards more opportunities. He sort of saw it with. Yeah. You guys are going around right now and going and meeting with clients, and you know what? Just naturally, what comes out of that? Hey, you guys, I'm thinking about the, going and doing this. Oh, you are. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think we definitely focus more on lag measures and the lead measures were. Um, not as disciplined, except mm-hmm. for you, I think. I mean, you, you, your mindset. Are you going to make me blush? Okay. <laughs> In marketing, yeah. I think there, it's heavily focused on being the influencer yeah. to be able to get opportunities. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, I think, marketing activities are naturally lead mm-hmm. measure activities. So how many blog posts yeah. do you get out there? Well, blog posts don't, it's hard to say a direct correlation with opportunities, but it's an important activity mm-hmm. that will factor into those seven or so factors that someone contacts us. Yeah. Um, yep. But I, I think there's even more things like, um, you know, the, the migration workshops and, and the advertising you have to get people to get to that information, which leads to a real, a real opportunity. We know that influenced yeah. an opportunity. We know we get a call or a chat session starting on the website. Yep. Because that content is there. Absolutely. And um, it's funny because, you know, it will, as we look at these different, what can I do as, as we decide sort of what is the wig for next year? What are the one or two things that we want to focus in on? Um, it's like, I, I'm excited about this cause I'm like, from a marketing standpoint, it'll give me some focus on right. what I really want. Cause there marketing you can do <laughs> any given day. You have a hundred different things you can go and do. It's sort of like, what do I want to decide to focus in on? And once you have that focus, it, it, um, it can be, you know, you're, it's an, it's a marketing is is experimenting with things is trying new things and seeing if they work or not and sometimes they do sometimes they don't but the most exciting thing is when you try something new and it doesn't work and you're like oh my god you know i want to repeat this i want to see how i can turn this thing that i know will work into something that's a repeatable process Mm -hmm. um go ahead yeah and what what i struggle with with like utilization being a wig is Uh uh-huh it's a little bit boring. I mean, it's a it's a business yeah. operational. Yeah. Yes, that's got to be a foundation mm-hmm. to pay the payroll and <laughs> and and to make sure that if we have that as a motivation and we're approaching that and and hitting that yep. or just shy of that, um, we're going to be fine. Yeah. And so you don't want to lose sight of that. It's important to measure that and stay on top of that. But trying to find, I think, goals that you know, bring more of your heart yeah. into what you're doing because right. utilization doesn't, I mean, it motivates people 
from a standpoint of they don't want to miss their goal. Mm -hmm. That's a motivation, but that's not a deeply heart and soul. I'm so excited about what I'm doing here because I've got a utilization goal. No, it's because I'm trying to achieve something that we're all excited about. You know, the work together better has been kind of a theme. Yep. Choose to succeed has been a theme yep. of why we're here. Our culture is an aspect of that. So for me, you know, looking at this is what I'm struggling with is what are some wigs and lead measures into the, those wigs mm-hmm. that say, oh, we're excited we achieved that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it might be looking at what we're doing with migrations. Mm-hmm. And I think we're turning the corner of there's a level of excitement of we're really helping people with this. So what is a goal that will influence things like utilization, but give us a clear sense of this is the milestone we want to hit as it relates to this practice. Mm-hmm. Because if we know if we do that, people are going to feel like they're making a bigger impact. We're going to have a higher value to our customer. Mm-hmm. We're going to feel like we're doing something that no one else can do. And that's exciting. Yeah. And, and to try to find those things. I think we naturally talk about them, yeah. but we're not as formal about measuring them like we do with things like utilization. I, I, I mean, part of it, we want the whole person and, and finding the wigs that have, I would sort of say like it has a soul to it. It has something like right. sign me up for that. It's, you know, when I think of um, some of these things, I think of uh, we're trying to create an environment here. So some of these um, wigs are there in order for us to create the environment that we love to work in. And a large part of that is providing for our families. So I think a lot of people who are coming here is it's um, it's 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 a part of. I understand in order for me to, in order for us to have a great environment where we feel like we're the best in the world at doing something and where we feel like we are able to um, be, um, to provide for our families, provide, you know, to be able to, um, you know, really enjoy, be passionate about what we're doing. Um, there's just some things like if we're not able to pay the bills and we're not even it's like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs here you have to take care of the lower ones to get to the upper ones but yeah I I almost I mean I think a lot of the um this is why I think it would be interesting as a team to talk through what that could be um and so they they sort of uh you know when we look at installing sort of this uh, part two of the book they say um the five stages are getting clear launching adoption and op- optimization and then they turn into habits so those are that's sort of the the um what happens at a high level with regards to behavioral change what i think i'm interested in sort of getting into is um in installing discipline one the focus in on the wildly important uh we're talking through what is the consider the possibility so i'm I'm on uh, five if you want to take a look at that step one five and um you know brainstorming with peer leaders um about what what is the organizational wig that we want to go after um talking to the team members you know there's a couple of different um ways that we can do this and Really, everybody, a part of it is everybody needs to be involved in that because we all need to be committed to it. It's not your wig. It's everybody's wig. It's what we're all signing up for. 
Um, then they're talking about when you're satisfied with your list of candidate wigs, um, you're ready to identify the idea, ideas that promise the greatest in, uh, potential impact. So test top ideas. Is the wig aligned to your overall wig? And this is probably talking about departmental wigs. Is it measurable? Who owns it? Uh, who owns the game? Um, also going through the uh, step four is defining with it. So begin with a verb. So cut cost or add one plant. Define the lag measure. So um, the lag measure here is from X to Y by when. Keep it simple. So don't do anything vague, complex, pretentious. And focus on what, not how. So not, you're not getting into how we're going to do this. We're just talking about what we're going to do. Thoughts on that, Tom? Well, I'm looking at, you know, add one plant, and I'm looking at that correlated to what we're doing. Yeah, utilization is very generic, um, but I think when you can hone in on something like, let's do, you know, five enterprise-level job migrations where the reason that we're doing that is we're putting so much investment in the assets that we have that we bring into the projects we're working on process and all those things that you do to be prepared for that mm -hmm. you want to have something on the other end that says we're doing all this work we're getting ready for all this and we can execute on that you know the things that we've done with building the offshore team Mm -hmm. to support us to make it more of a factory mode, to bring down costs for our customers, to give us the ability to service them quicker. And, and maybe it is, you know, looking at what's a stretch goal that says, gosh, if we do this, we'd be so proud of, we were able to come together as a team. You know, mm -hmm. we did the right marketing, sales, and delivery that allow, allowed us to hit that milestone. Mm -hmm. um, and when you do that, it also takes care of a, a revenue component and a utilization component. And that's, you know, a lag measure that, you know, says we're still healthy as an organization, but to hone in on something specific, tangible, you know, practice related. I think in some way it's tied to practice and it's in the spirit of who we are as an organization. Um, that's important. And, and a lot of these, they end up being almost too sterile to me and so that's what I struggle with is something that will bring the heart component into it mm -hmm. um, where it gives us some why to what we're doing versus what you know mm -hmm. why do we want to have five enterprise jive to SharePoint migrations you know what, what why would that be important why would that make a difference in how we get up and go to work every day and that's, that's where I have a little bit of struggle because yeah. it's easier to, to find those sterile, let's just go after and win this much business. Um, I think trying to bring in the aspects of craftsmanship, mm -hmm. of building out the tooling, mm -hmm. the, the ability to um, ease people's pain, you know, that transition in a migration, that's, yeah. th those are some of the hardest projects because you're not giving them anything new a lot of times you're deprecating, you're moving the cheese, you're spending a lot of money. So ways to do that in a way that delight our customers. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we have folks here that that's what really makes them happy is 
using their skills mm-hmm. in a passionate way that delights our customers. Along the work together better theme, if we feel like what we're doing with migrations is we're putting them in a better position to work together as teams and as right. departments, that's a part of, mm-hmm. I, think, I think we, you know, you sort of have these measures that are out there and then you put sort of the why for the measure. Yeah, you, you, you underline you it with, it well, with that. This, this, is, well, this is you know, what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. What's, what's going to come out of this if we do this? You know, if I looked at this past year, my wig was the three or greater enterprise clients that we onboard. And, um, you know, I remember last year sitting down with you and you're like, if you could do this, I think it's going to be, you know, it was one of those like, let's go figure this out. If you can do this, this is going to be a good thing for the upcoming years and sort. And then I sort of retrospectively looked at the blog post thing and said, well, that's probably the most measure, the most influential, some, something I can influence on a day-to-day basis. And, but there were a lot of other things that I'm measuring as well that are out there. Um, I think we have to look at it and say, you know, if this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it and tying that into the two. And you're right. I don't, I mean, nobody wants to wake up in the morning and just say, you know, I'm excited because we're going to go meet a utilization goal. It's like, well, what does that mean? Well, part of it is to us is we're able to have a stable environment where Definitely. people are secure. You know, this gets into the the emotional and physical needs of, of just people at work where they feel like they're in a secure place. They're able to do things that they're passionate about. Um, it goes a long way. For their it's, not a, it's not a bad measure yeah. because, you know, the folks that I talk to, they say, yeah, I'm busy, but... I prefer this, and yeah. this really helps yeah. me get excited to have something in front of me yep. to go after. And, yep. and so it speaks to our DNA. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to kick it up, you know, that extra notch that there's more to it than just, you know, uh, a sterile utilization number. Um, but, you know, some of it is just reaffirming, well, why is that important? Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, that, that, that's, that brings some soul to it. Because the whole idea of having something in front of us, um, keeping stability so I can provide for my family, those are things that are important to our folks here. So once we've decided on a WIG, um, installing discipline to act on the lead measures, um, one of the things they point out is that this can be the most uh, difficult aspect of doing this, which there's three three reasons why. Uh, lead measures can be counterintuitive. Lead measures are hard to keep track of. Lead measures are oft, often look too simple. You know, for example, Restore chose this lead measure for driving sales. Limit out of stock on top, top items to 20 or more or fewer per week. Um, so it's just sort of one of those things that they're trying to do. And the key concept here is leverage. What is it that, that that thing that is going to have the most leverage? And so when we're installing this as a team, you're going to brainstorm about what the possibilities are. Uh, after you've got a list of what those possible lead measures could be, you're going to rank them by impact. So probably a forced ranking on impact. And then you're going to test the top ideas. You're going to say, is it predictable? Is it influenceable? Is it an ongoing process or just once and done? Is it a leader's game or a team's game? Um, can it be measured? Is it worth measuring? 
Um, and then step four is define the lead measure. So we're tracking team or individual lead measure daily or weekly. What is the quantitative standard? In other words, how much, how often, how consistent, consistently are we supposed to prefer, to perform? Excuse me. What is the qualitative standard? Does it start with a verb? So this is the, I think the, um, the tricky part is, is deciding on what those leads, lead measures are. And then from here, it's uh, creating that scoreboard. Choose, they're saying choose a theme for it, design it, um, build it, keep it up to date. So we, every, we know how to create scoreboards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I create, you know, I've got my marketing dashboard that's just an Excel spreadsheet that's usually constantly open. Um, and sort of having some way I think this is the impactful thing, which is having some way that everybody can see where are we, what's the score, what's are we, are we, you know, where are we in the grand scheme of things? And I think that's people want that. I mean, it's a it's a feedback cycle that they're looking for. And then um, discipline four is a cadence of accountability. Um, so talking through this, they want to, uh, you know. Things that can undermine accountability is competing whirlwind, 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 <laughs> responsibilities, holding wig sessions with no specific outcomes, repeating the same commitment more than two consecutive weeks. So somebody said they're going to do something and they didn't do it, and then they said they're going to do something and that's a problem. Um, accepting unf unfulfilled commitments. So in step one, you demonstra demonstrate respect. I want you to know what happened last week was a huge success, and without you, I can, it, it could have been a disaster. And reinforce accountability, encourage performance. So these are at the actual, you know, in this case, the weekly meetings that you're getting together with. And then we're finally here at the end. This is just sort of the best practices um, that they have for recommending um, the, you know, from working with customers and rolling this process out to customers. A couple notes and then we'll wrap things up here. Um, some key aspects of their approach for disciplines is implemented as a process, not an event. It's implemented with uh, intact teams. It must be implemented by the leader. Um, so there's a six-step installation project that results not only to um, results, but an adoption of the operating system. Clarify the overall WIG. Design the team WIGs and lead measures, leader certification, team launch, execution with coaching, coaching and then quarterly summits. So these are some of the, the best practices that they recommend as they roll this out to different organizations. And that, my friend, is all I'm going to say about that. Any, so what are your, as we're wrapping up here, um, what do you, what's your overall thought on this? Is this more of the same? Do you see some, some, some things here that would be helpful to us? How does this correlate to what we're doing today with, I think we have like a, um, the way we run, even manage the business is um, we almost use a modified scrum to, to how we're going after and taking on things. Um, how does this fit into sort of our operating system today? I mean, I think we're doing a lot of these things. Uh, what it, 
makes me think about that maybe we're not doing today is thinking about concepts around the lead measures Mm -hmm. and then with wildly important goals to try to find something that brings a little bit more of the heart into it. Um, And I'm not sure if they're necessarily um, pulling that out, but as I'm reflecting on goals, um, that's something that as you go through annual planning, you kind of look at the same thing over and over again. You know, we're hitting this revenue goal. We're going to hire this many people. We're going to have uh, this amount of utilization. This is what the, um, you know, profitability margins and all that stuff is good execution that I think we do well. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that we can improve, but uh, overall it's getting a sense of what are some of those lead measures in a sense for me, some of the sales lead measures mm-hmm. um, that I think are implicit, but mm-hmm. as we're bringing more people into the sales organization, having a little bit more structure around what those lead measures can be. Mm-hmm. So it can give a sense of priority of, if we can be consistent with this and keep this in mind and, and measure these lead measures, then the things that we're doing to get today um, we can have, you know, better success. Mm-hmm. We've got the pipeline and that, you know, that's great. And we've got a good discipline. That's a, that's a weekly thing that we do. We've got good stages to kind of move it down mm-hmm. the pipe. Um, I think it's some of the activities that help the lead generation that help, you know, bring the conversations and the activities that will lead towards, okay, how can we help you next? Yep. Or how can we help you for the first time? Yep. And that is an area that I think we can improve, in on, improve on and having more help allows us to start you know, putting an emphasis on that. Yep. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I think this, this re, you know, stirs that up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, you know, what can be frustrating is that getting more opportunities and you know, we, we experience the, the highs and lows, of the business and especially when the lows where you feel like, I don't know what to do to mm-hmm. get that next opportunity to pop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like to be more proactive where we're getting more of those lag type or lead type activities that, um, we can minimize that risk more mm-hmm. where you know what to focus in on and, you know, it's it's. I think that's one of the most frustrating things in the world is trying to move something that you can't move, and um, with the lag measures, it's 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 a yeah. It, it can be very frustrating to try to when you when you don't know what to do in order to make something change, um, and that's why the the. I mean, I think the hard work is coming up with what are the things that I where are the leverage points mm-hmm. and then measuring them and then this is sort of the system for doing all that yeah and and I feel mm-hmm. like I have got some creativity and and resource to figure that out for the things that I do um, mm-hmm. what I'm challenging myself is to think about from a scaling standpoint uh-huh. how can we have other people help and give them the guidance that they need to say, here's the the high leverage activities that Mm -hmm. we want you to focus on versus someone struggling and not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. 
Well, some of this discussion about sort of like um, trying to have more of a heart behind it and what is um, Three Wheels overall wig for this upcoming year, I sort of, uh, you know, I, I, when I stand back and look at it, I sort of try to look at what the who the company is and sort of like what's the core thing that we're trying to do as a company. And um, I come, I come, I mean, we've, you and I have talked about this a couple of times and I keep coming back to this you know, the name of three will giving people a choice and how I think that's one of the things that does motivate us highly is that we like coming into a situation where someone, if someone doesn't feel like they have a choice. And I think with these migrations, we're sort of feeling like, no, we can, we can, you do have a choice. You're not stuck in something. I think that is something that's a highly motivating thing for, for, for us as an organization and giving them that ability to make a choice of, yeah, I can stay with this, but I also can move to this other thing. And three wheels going to give me that capability to move to that other thing. I think that's a highly motivating thing for a lot mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. And so it might be that the wig is we move five large customers from X to Y and by this date. And so the reason why we're doing that is because we want to give people, let people know they have a choice. They can, they, it's up to them if they want to, what they were thought that they were stuck on, they weren't stuck on. And they weren't, you know, I think we're seeing this with a lot with the, the adoption of the cloud, which is, yeah, move all your stuff onto our stuff. And oh, by the way, it's, it's, you're not going anywhere, period. And being that capability of saying, well, you do have options and we can help you with that. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's something that's pretty, I mean, I know it motivates me. <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I think another thing that, that leads into is what we've talked about is having these migration clients turn into partners. Yeah. And to be able to say, not a one and done, but let's get this done. We understand now your foundation of what's over in SharePoint. Let's help you get the most yeah. value out of that. And that comes from us wanting to not only move them, but move them to a better place. Right. That comes from like, yeah, you have a choice. And oh, by the way, this choice is better than what you have today. And five years ago, if you're know, you, talking you to can't the job do that customers, just with the migration, you though. can't do you, that you just gotta, with the migration. Go We've got to help them. Yeah. You've got to build in the capabilities for them to, to go beyond where they are today. I think that's something that is really, we're, that's something that keeps me up at night. I mean, I want to move, not only migrate people, but I want them to be in a better place than they were before. And how, what can we do to make sure that they are in a better place? Um, and that's, I think these are, I think everybody here will get motivated by that. Mm -hmm. And how it ends up looking like on paper might be number of folks that we moved or number of people that we move. It may be we measure people. It may be, you know, the number of users that we move from one place to another, or maybe something that, you know, because we all want to make, make an impact on, on the everyday lives of folks inside these large enterprises. Is it the number mm -hmm. of users that we've moved? Right. And so if we go after the larger ones, yes, there's a financial implication, but there's also the implication of our decisions that we make will have a bigger impact on a larger number of people, which everybody cares about. Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, mm -hmm. You've got the summary <laughs> printed out there for you, and um, you. it'll be fun. Um, appreciate you uh, 
sitting through this and appreciate everybody. If you're still listening now, congratulations, you made it the whole way through. And uh, thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.